Trigger warning. Due to his constrained English vocabulary, Martin often leans on crude language and swearing to make his point. I blame it on his northern heritage and lack of creativity. Matt is also a bit rough. You are here by caution. I'm hoping this is working. Yes. Yes. Excellent. Becky. Excellent. Thanks, Becky. Are we live on the other one? We are. We're live across social media platforms. Good morning, evening, or afternoon, world of the internet. My name is Martin, and uh, my name is Martin. Sorry, I just saw the title that is put on the stream for um, other social media platforms, not Instagram. Um, yeah, apologies for that. Yeah. <laughs> it's what you come to expect with um, Mr. Yeah. Christensen. Mr. Friday, physio, professional, podca podcast, confessional. Um, yeah. And we've just finished clinic for the week. So cheers, everybody. Yeah. So really appreciate everyone that's um, been in touch. For those of you who don't know, my name's Alistair. I'm a clinical specialist physiotherapist in the UK. Um, and I support primarily people with learning and intellectual disabilities, but also provide rehab physiotherapy support to anybody who needs it, really. And uh, for those of you who don't know, you are? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you take that one as well. Um, yep. Physio from a little island in Norway. Now somehow managed to wheedle his way into working in a pediatrics job. Yeah. Yeah. Chronic alcoholic. Uh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Um, Small penis. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and you, you worked on it. Yeah, feel free to give a bit of your background if people don't know you, if they just know you from podcasts and stuff. Yeah, okay. So, my background is uh, I'm a physiotherapist uh, from Norway. Been a physio for now, shit, almost 10 years. Yeah. Really? Yeah. 10 years. 10 years. 10 years of this shit show. And uh, I worked both in um, rehab hospital settings uh, privately. And now I'm in uh, working with kids with uh, special uh, needs, learning disabilities. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, and so you've been here since yesterday. We picked up, I went and picked you up at Heathrow Airport. Yeah. Because you flew in at a very sociable time to leave London. At yeah, rush time. Uh, yeah, rush hour. Mm -hmm. Oh, it was that, or what was it, like 4 a.m. or something? It was something insane, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we, 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 got, um, we got back home last night. Took the dogs for a walk, which obviously ended up at a pub. The dogs were very happy to be at the pub. It was there; those they they led us everywhere. Um, and then today, Martin has been out with me in clinic. Um, thanks for those of you who sent questions in. We've got quite a few questions to go through. Um, yeah, maybe not who takes their clothes off first. Um, but you know, everyone, yeah, yeah. <laughs> cheers, Ali. Me, um, it will be Martin. Yeah, probably, yeah. probably. Um, so yeah, how's the day been for you? Anyway. Uh, it started up with a knock on my door. <laughs> then I got uh, some sort of some form of coffee, and then we're running a little round. <laughs> so I was out fucking jogging, and uh, this long ass fucking ogre over here <laughs> uh, kept the pace up. And then it turned into a strength session, and uh, this is all before breakfast and my morning poop. 
which was, uh, you know, uh, extreme activity in itself uh, to be able to do that. And uh, then we had some shadowing. I followed Alistair on his uh, clinic day. It started out well, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd like to think it may, it's stayed well, but you know, you, you're yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, so go, yeah. go for it, go for it, go yeah. for it. Yeah, I feel that. Uh, I feel that it went really, you know, downwards after you refused to stop on that pub. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was, but it was a good, good day, but with a little bit of mixed patience and stuff. Mm, and uh, very mixed caseload, yeah. Yeah, and I gave you some ideas, and um, you showed me what i knew from before and um <laughs> i was surprised you had any ideas to be honest yeah. i was surprised anybody you look quite surprised yourself to be yeah, yeah 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 i yeah. was shocked it was like honest, oh, yeah, it was a little light bulb and, <laughs> yeah. the face. and obviously then we um we stopped off via aldi martin went to go and visit some uk supermarkets and anybody oh, who's seen really? the video of making dreams come true martin um yeah was gleefully running around aldi i had to put him in the trolley actually and the kids thing with the lap belt on in the end he wasn't very happy but look if you're going to touch everything we can't buy it all okay yeah um <laughs> so what you know so one of the questions that's come in today has been asking what's the difference between you know what's your perception of the difference between physio in the uk versus physio in norway that was um, not the question that was a question that came that came through your mind what's the difference between those okay, different, no, that different, yeah. called me a Swede. Somebody did call you a Swede. A second person asked the difference. Somebody on Instagram did ask um, what's the difference between them. Um, they said UK physio and physio at home. Oh, yeah. They, so, so they yeah, were like they non, non-committal yeah. Scandinavian yeah. country. So, yeah. Uh, well, I think it's it's quite similar, actually, but the, sy- the system is different. So but what we do and what we, um, you know, how we think is is quite quite similar the difference is is within the system and uh of course uh you have the quality type of stuff where norwegian physiotherapy is like up here mm-hmm. and uh like the uk physio quality is yeah you got a premier league and then you got <laughs> maybe some sunday league uh but the stuff we do we both play football but you know I didn't. I didn't know this would turn into a pseudo racism, you know, kind of, <laughs> kind of podcast event. Oh, uh, <laughs> it looks quite. Uh, what we do, what physios do, is quite the same, but it's mm-hmm. the system that differs. Yeah, I think. Yeah, definitely. Mainly, definitely. Yeah. And, and I'm actually outside of the standard UK system as a yeah. private practitioner, so um, the work that I do is not necessarily representative of what's going on UK <clears throat> day in day out on wards no, no, and no. in MSK clinics. And as a as a private, uh, yeah offer as, as you do work as well. and it's recognizable to my private clinic when I mm-hmm. run that yeah yeah so it's uh yeah uh, so yeah as, as a great comment here on Instagram I thought people from Scandinavia were supposed to be attractive yeah I'm, I, I'm the one from Scandinavia he's <laughs> the English one I, I get the confusion but uh since his English is horrid and uh what was the patient today call it that your English is uh, perfect is the word perfect no from Yorkshire therefore perfect it's automatically perfect um, but yeah Matt, I, I think I, I, I expect him to be good looking as well I was shown AI generated images on profile photos and actually what turned up was you know this I wasn't disappointed as anybody to be honest um, yeah, that's, yeah true so serious question that's come through 
Um, are either of you inspired by the the other to do anything different or in your own clinics after today? Maybe not talk about poop so much. Although for some people it's important, isn't it? Yeah. Well, maybe, yeah. What I did enjoy is, is Alistair's ability to switch between... Let's say let's not say personalities, but uh, your ability to switch between, yeah, different needs, mm. probably. So I'll, I'll take that one back uh, with me. Yeah. Well, I think that's an important point, actually. And it's something that you know we're, we're, is, we're, we're teetering on the cusp of doing something that's educational here. So I apologise. Yeah. But it's something we talk about quite a lot: is about your ability to adapt your approach to the person that's in front of you. And I think it's something that a lot of therapists and healthcare professionals, not just physios, around the world struggle with. Um, and that's that ability to read the person that's in front of you, pitch yourself at a level that they're going to engage best with. And it's not fake. It's not false. It's about personalization of care. And it's not about not being yourself. You you are yourself. Yeah. And you are yourself through. And it's subtle changes. Sometimes not so yeah. subtle, depending on the person. Um, and yes, shock horror sometimes it involves swear words. Yeah, because if that's what the person needs, yeah, and that's how the person engages, and that's how the person engages and expects communication to be delivered yeah. from you and delivers it back. In my eyes, come for me if you need to. That is okay. Yeah. Obviously, you know, for one of the people that we work with today, that would have been very inappropriate. Oh. Two of the people today would have been very inappropriate. Yeah, but then you don't. Obviously, you don't use it. So that's absolutely my favorite fine. part of the day. Which one? Yeah, which one? Alistair being called a cunt four <laughs> times during one session is just. Ah, mm. oh, there's the C word, lovely. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm not under the restraints from the No, no, exactly. You're not bound by the HCPC, no swear no. party. I am. Yeah. Um <clears throat> I think for me, um, Martin, I think I mentioned earlier on that we were both surprised came up with some ideas and some good ideas for some of the uh, one person that we work with who's responds quite well to load. Yeah. So they naturally like to resist. They're quite uh, quite motivated by physical activity and exercise. So Martin suggested some little adaptations that we can just help to just increase weight bearing on one side um, that I think I will take forward as well. So, yeah, that, that was good. And I acknowledge the one thing that I've learned, not necessarily to take away from clinics, but I think a reflection today is that um, our pub and bar density in the UK far outweighs the pub and bar density within yeah. Norwegian places. Yeah. <laughs> not to bring it back to beer again. Yeah. Um, and uh, well, to bring it back to beer again, we got one actually one question uh, asked by Mr. Nick Hoops. Mm -hmm. Is you two must power rank the best spots to have your Friday after work beer? One at a brewery, sports bar or pub, dive bar, pub, or home. Or alone in your car in the clinic parking lot. Well, I think you're going to take clinic parking lot as number one, aren't you? Yeah, I would have thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if a brewery was available, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What about in the parking lot of the brewery? Is that is that too much? Yeah, like pre-drinks. You're going to get some drinks at a brewery, but you're there early after work. Yeah, so waiting for it to open. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll do the car. Yeah, <laughs> the car then. Yeah. Supermarket, car park, maybe we could add that onto the list. You know, no, so you, you, no, you've been no. shopping, you can't wait to get home. Although you're, you're going to drive then, I suppose. That's a different you? context, right? Drinking in a brewery parking lot is like waiting for a brewery to open. But <laughs> drinking in like a supermarket car park, that's, that's a problem. 
<laughs> oh, so that's that's where I was wondering if we get yeah. so where is your line? And your line yeah. is where when it's drinking in the supermarket parking lot, that's when you've got a problem. Yeah. And therefore you don't have a problem. Yeah. 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 Well, well you keep telling yourself that, mate. Well done. Well done. Proud, proud of you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. All right. Uh so unfortunately, I'm having to stream this for those of you on Twitter yeah. and Facebook. I'm having to stream this to our Instagram followers. Hi, everybody. Um, but that means that I can't actually look at the questions that have been set through from Instagram, uh, which is a bit of a fail on our part. Yeah. So if you have sent any questions through, you've got any questions, feel free to put them in the comments, um, yeah. no matter how stupid. Um, and, and again, those of you on Facebook or Twitter, um, we can see comments that come through. We can see um, any questions that you've got. Yeah. Um, and maybe not ones about who's going to strip off first because Martin's on beer number three and I'm halfway through number one because Martin put his feet down and decided not to come into the last session. Yeah. He went on strike. Went on strike. I did. One thing I did learn about Norwegians, they don't like to actually actually do any work in the physio session. Martin's face, when I suggested that he come and actually help somebody and you know do some, but they haven't touched somebody today was, you know. Yeah, I don't do that. Pretty appalling, to be honest. Touch people. Pretty appalling. I, I, was, I wasn't I was mad. I was just disappointed. Yeah, I get that. Just disappointed. Yeah. But, um... I did touch him. Eventually, yeah, yeah, yeah. After, after lots of stern talking to and a smack yeah. button, yeah, you yeah, finally... Yeah. And the person said that it was beautiful. Quite nice. <laughs> yeah, it did. It did. Yeah. yeah. It was useful. I say today was a very mixed case, though. You know, we've got um, uh, it, had, it included people who had a stroke, people who've got Parkinson's. Quite a neuro heavy day today. They're not always, yeah. They're not CP. always always like that. CP, yeah. Um, FND, so functional functional neurological disorder. Yeah. But every person different and every person unique. So it was interesting to try and tailor our approaches to the needs of the person that's in front of us. Yeah. Um, what else have we what else have we been up to today? Oh, you know, so well actually we should talk about plans for the weekend, actually, shouldn't we? Mm. So tomorrow, if you keep an eye on uh, either of us across social media, um if Martin's handle is don't know. Uh yeah, Martin underscore Nikolai. Yep. N E K K O L A Y. That's my Twitter or Are you sure about that? No. Oh, fine. Well, I'll tell you what, if you found this, you've found one of us yeah. or the podcast, and we'll link in stuff through there for the weekend. Yeah. Um, tomorrow morning, we're going to be joined by some more guests who are going to join us for the weekend. Yeah. Um, I don't know whether or not we'll feature them or not, but um, but we're going to then we're undertaking some uh, some water sports, aren't we? Yeah. Aqua park. Aqua park. So, yeah, we're a group of grown men and my nine year old daughter. Our nine year old daughter is going to lead the way as we head round. The Spring Lakes Aqua Park in Long Eaton in Nottinghamshire. Yeah. Thankfully, the weather is looking up because all it's done for Martin since we've been here has been grey and drizzly. Yeah, it's been perfect. <laughs> He's been right at home, yeah. to be honest. Like right summer. at home. Yeah. <laughs> like summer. Yeah, to be honest, he put some sun cream on today when I got my coat on. Um, when it was raining, he was a little bit worried that he might, you know, yeah. actually develop some melatonin. Yeah. Um, but so far, so good. Even, so far, even, so good. But, um, Alistair, what? What's it like to have? Uh, you you're used to having students, right? Mm -hmm. You post them a lot, and you usually have a couple of students each time. Mm -hmm. And more than a couple of patients told me today that when you have students, uh, you don't do shit, and you're on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, yep. and let them do the work. Mm -hmm. Which I, yeah, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, that's why not? Fair enough. I yeah. guess. 
But how was it to have a fully grown adult male the same age as you? Well, when you say fully grown, you know, you are sat on a three cushions. Right well, now. yeah. But, but, but yeah. Yeah. I think uh, the main difference is, you know, you, you have ability to say no. Students are much more malleable. <laughs> <laughs> Students, you can get you can get to do quite a few things. They're much easier to direct. Um I don't know if any of our students are watching. Apologies, guys, Ellen or Luby or anybody that we've seen in the past. Um, yeah, I think you know, you've you've done physio. Yeah, not like completed it, mate. Sort of done it, but you know, you, you're a physio and you you know. And back to this original question of you know, what's the difference between physio in, in UK and Norway? It's the same thing. We we support yeah. the same people with the same problems in different settings and in different systems. But the system, you know, yeah. the evidence of what what works is the same. Yeah. So therefore, our approaches maybe differ, but only in the same way that if I got a physio from, I don't know, Manchester and shadowed them, it would be different there. So it's not hugely different. No, no, no. In the, in that side of things. Um, so, so you know, you were able to bring more stuff to bear. I think students, probably some of the students that I've had have asked, have had asked questions why, whereas you, you know, sort of take it on board that you know why. Yeah. We don't um, care, but we don't care. Yeah, that's one yeah. of the other ones. But I think that um, I, I like the students ask why. To be honest, students ask me why, and that makes me reflect on why. And I think that keeps me sharp. You know, yeah, sharp. yeah, yeah, yeah. Within a relative spectrum of sharp, yeah, yeah. it keeps it keeps me thinking. You know, why? What's the evidence behind? Yeah. Whereas you know, today you were just ganging up on the and ganging up with the patients and bullying yeah. me. To be honest, but so I did have you had forewarned your patients about my visit, and uh, yeah. they, they'd all consented to your to yeah. your involvement. They all consented they to your involvement, and uh, yeah, it's a good. Yeah, what was your favorite part of the day then? Already said, patient calling you a con four times. Not the balloon games, no. Balloon games were fun though. Uh, yeah. being destroyed by a uh, 70-odd-year-old <laughs> lady with yeah. Parkinson's. And dementia was, uh, yeah, that was fun. That's <laughs> a fun part of my day. Yep, so as if, as if you know, Absolutely. the run and the, the workout wasn't hard enough, Martin. <laughs> I've got a video, we'll post it later on. We've not had a chance to post it, because funnily enough, we've been busy today. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll get to posting. And I, I thought that you know, balloon tennis, right? I'm going to smoke this old lady. <laughs> I said she's a pro. Yeah. I'm thinking, well, she says that to be nice. <laughs> and then this lady just took no prisoners. Yeah, mate. She's ruthless, mate. Yeah. Brutal. She was like, fuck you. Brutal. Yeah. And actually, for this person, balloon tennis is a really good way. She's sure. got dementia. And um, without giving too much away, it's this, you know, confidential information. Um uh, balloon tennis is a really good way of bringing her back round and re-engaging her yeah. to the, the present and here and now. You've had yeah. situations where this person's been, they've been quite distressed and balloon tennis brings them straight back to the room, straight back to where they are and focuses them. Um, and actually we did some balloon tennis today because their legs were absolutely shattered after doing yeah. sit stands and, and yeah. balance work and, and loading that's, work. Yeah. And it's all about, uh, and that's a good point, all about anchoring. We anchor different patients in different ways. Like, the person was my favorite today that was quite mean to you. Yeah. We anchored through dark. Through mutual yeah. hatred of me. Yeah. Yeah. Exa exactly. And then you 
balloon tennis to anchor yeah someone else and yeah. uh, and this morning this morning in the first session this morning yeah. we used physical activity and exercise and you know this person's quite motivated by resistance work yeah to anchor them to, yeah. to where they were as well and yeah it's true it's um uh, and again, that comes back to personalization, you know, and, and, and it's, it's pretty tough to take when you're being verbally abused by, you know, a, a, a patient and a colleague. Um, and much as I cried inside, I had to, you know, I'm a big purveyor of personalization of care. So I had to sort of suck it up and just, oh, <laughs> just it was, crack on. It was glorious. <laughs> it was glorious oh, for you. Oh, glorious for you. The moment he actually nicked your nipple. Oh, he's got nails, man. Yeah. Got nails. Oh. <clears throat> I'm fine if it didn't stick out so much. That's my problem. Yeah. yeah the sticky outy ones. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. But the, uh, the catering to each individual, to you're not changing your personality, but changing your words and, and your inputs and your kind of what, at what time do we root and at what time do we dictate and at what time do we discourage yeah what well, changes a lot between each patient yeah completely yeah completely and uh i think that is a lesson learned by experience and kind of not giving so much a fuck about routine and schemes and stuff like that and understanding the, the needs of the person in front of you yeah yeah and i always say like i think yeah, the physio bit, in my eyes, is the easy bit, and it's not easy. You know, it's obviously we've gone through years of training. You know, all the therapists out there might be tearing the hair out of me saying that, but 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 tailoring your approach to the needs of the person who's in front of you is the hard part. Right. Yeah. So if I was to, you know, if, if you were to ask me, you are the forefather of failures, as self self described, and if you were, gonna, were to ask me what would be my biggest failure, um. I would probably say that early on in my career, I worked with a gentleman who had Williams syndrome, was autistic. And I spent six weeks, twice a week, trying to engage this person in therapy, focused on um, my wants for the session, mm. what this person's clinical need was, therefore what we needed to do. This was fairly early on in my career. Um, and actually, after it was very clear that that wasn't going to change, because I just thought, well, if I put in the time, he'll come round. I yeah. put in the time he'll come round and he didn't and the thing that changed wasn't him the thing that changed was me and my approach and i went okay i need to enter into your world yeah. and that's where if you come on sort of training courses or, or listen to some of the stuff that i talk about we talk about ice breaking and ice breaking is finding something that is important to the person or something that the person enjoys like beer and engaging the person on that information engaging the person on that topic and letting them speak about it. And then they, then you demonstrate a human side of yourself and that person is relaxed because then they are, you know, they're not bothered that you're going to ask them a question they might not know the answer to. They are talking about something that's fun to them. Yeah. And and I did that with this person. We found out this person was, um, they really enjoyed what they call world building inside their head. So in their head, they'd create universes. They couldn't write it down but they could tell you in detail about the universes they made, the planets, the galaxies. So what we did was we created a character. And my character, and I don't know why I remember the names of the characters, my character was called the, the Gleidenschmitzen. 
And that person's character is called the Crick Almost. And we went on Galactic Adventures. But my biggest failure was that I spent six weeks wasting my time and more importantly, wasting that person's time before we before we learn how to engage and actually enter into that person's world. And we had a great time after that for the next year while they were working at college. Um, so that would be my biggest failure. So, yeah. So speaking of failures then, what do you think would be, what would you say would be, you know, your biggest failure that you're happy to admit to? We're yeah, just chuckling at somebody's stupid comments. Is. Yeah, quite. Uh, yeah, biggest failure. Somehow, I did once uh, ignore a lady's distress call for, for, you know. Okay, so this was a lady who uh, had um, a fractured hip. And she had been under surgery, screws, it all. And she was telling me it hurts, it hurts much. And now I was all into it. This is actually after the, you know, biopsychosocial thinking. I'm thinking I'm clever and smart. But I kept ignoring them and just, it, this is just because you're afraid, you're, uh, yeah, anxious. And she was an actually anxious lady. But uh, as it turns out, her, the screws and the plate fitted hadn't healed mm -hmm. so her body was rejecting the screws plates and everything so she kind of had an open wound inside yep which i kept telling her for four or five months so in her head basically so that's a big medical fuck up mm -hmm. uh but oh yeah that's fair that's fair you don't you know it's not it's not you have to lay your whole career on the line you don't worry too much but i think um what's interesting actually is i reflect on so i've done you know i've, I've messed up in clinically in you know i once diagnosed i tried to treat, treat somebody i told you on the podcast um i treated somebody for back pain when it was um actually kidney stones early on in my career you know and and you know i worked with this person for probably a month yeah um and that was that was a big clinical yeah, yeah. Le learning point, shall we say? I did um, treat one guy for a shoulder pain when it turned out to be blood clot in the lungs. Oh, I remember you saying about mm, that. Yeah, that was a good one. Mm. And also told one person uh, that I treated for elbow pain and uh -huh. weird elbow. That it wasn't his heart and it shouldn't worry. And two weeks later, he had a heart attack. Mm. <clears throat> Oh yes, yes. You Within the same year, fucking made it. Well done. Well, how? Twenty twenty two, my year. <laughs> yeah. My, my point wasn't there to lay to lay you, you know, open to, Screw you me. know, lack, you know, legal liability there. But um, mm. it, was, it was more to say that you know, so you know, we've we've all had issues clinically that we messed up, and, and and myself included. But actually, I sort of reflect and think actually the fact that I couldn't engage a person to me was more important. You know, when I talk about my biggest mess up was actually nothing to do with clinical input. And there have been things that I got wrong. But, you know, I think, you know, when I talk the talk, when I'm talking about engagement and personalization of approach, but, you know, I think that's I'd like to demonstrate that actually we walk the walk as well. Yeah. Because you know, that, that still is, I really struggle with that. That, 
you know, how did I miss that? How was I so stupid? And obviously I still kick myself over the clinical stuff. And now my differential diagnosis around kidney is, I'd like to think, pretty polished. Same as yours with, you know, upper limb yeah. <laughs> differential diagnosis of chest, shoulder and elbow pain. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's an, it's an interesting world in which we live. It really is. Um, and by the way, the person who um, commented about my cap, um, this keeps me hit with the kids. All right. And also hides a, it's actually not really, it hides my greys. Hides my grades, whereas you're clearly owning it somehow. Yeah. I mean, I respect your bold move to have a hairstyle like that. You know, I do. It's not bold. No, no, it's beautiful. What, how would you describe it? Majestic? Yeah. <laughs> Probably. And uh, what told me not to cut it. So. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it wasn't even your decision at all no, was it no, it was just mari shout yeah, out to yeah. mari there <laughs> it's good it's good it's good so but uh yeah i did ask that um we got a couple of more questions so yeah we did but unfortunately i didn't touch my phone for fear of cutting off my instagram people where the questions are see you there people on instagram um so if you do have any more questions or you posted a question throughout the day that we've stupidly forgot, actually, can I come off this on StreamYard and load my Instagram? Ah, see, big brain. Not, not Big brain. Not just, Think smart. Not just a pretty face. Or is that not even a pretty face? I'm not entirely sure. Go away. Um, and people are WhatsApping us. You know, again, our phones are... Busy. Busy. So, yeah, we can't we can't see our messages. So you're much better putting stuff in comments Yeah. if you dare. Oh, now Instagram wants to text me my phone. Text a code. Oh. <laughs> it's being used. I can't log into Instagram. Uh, let me just see if I can swipe down. This is, this is the height of technology. Right, I've got a security code. Let's see if it'll log in. It has. There we go. We can check notifications. We can check DMs. My request. I don't even know where DM. You know, on a laptop, I've never really engaged with Instagram on a laptop. Sorry, everybody. This is riveting podcasting content for everybody. Where's the nudity? <laughs> Somebody's put. <laughs> Martin, can you help with that now? Okay. <laughs> Quick shot. Ready? There you go. Keeps the um, keeps people happy. Yeah. What? How do I see the responses to that now? Get the app. <laughs> we're, so, we're so we're so noobs. Yeah. Surely it should be in messages, but they're not in messages. The dildo has been delivered. No. What? <laughs> you shouldn't have seen that. Yeah. You shouldn't have seen that. Good one though. It's a big one. Yeah. Big one. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. So apologies if you sent us something on Instagram. Um, I don't know if we can see. Yeah, we're trying your. Your questions. Three or four people sent some in, so I apologise that I seem to have a spot of amnesia right now. 
we're looking at somebody's very nice holiday pictures. Yeah. So yeah, unfortunately, we'll have to come back as a, do an after dark um, podcast, won't we? Yeah. For nudity, you know, maybe later on. And actually, yeah. you and I will be frequenting the bars of Nottingham this evening. We will. Yeah. Um, Definitely. Though, if anybody finds us down there or finds two, you know, scared middle-aged looking men. Um, well, one middle-aged looking man and, and one, me. And yeah, yeah. I, I thought I'd get in there pretty quickly. Yeah. Well, not one. <laughs> so, isn't that it? Anything more uh, clinical, useful stuff we can discuss? Clinically useful stuff? Not really, because you didn't really do much. You just complained most of the day, to be honest. We had a good chat, actually, with one of the people that we worked with yeah. about the fact having a couple of big, burly blokes, essentially, for want of a better phrase, was yeah. helpful for them. Yeah. Um, and not being afraid to uh, kind of... Yeah, the, the complaint was that uh, this patient didn't uh, experience being taken care of or being pushed hard enough because people and physios before had been... Sorry, everybody, I've just dribbled a beer. Uh, too small or too afraid to yeah. do some heavy lifting and maybe it was just easy stuff like standing up and stuff like that. Risk averse yeah. by manual handling was definitely yeah. one of the things that, that the person was unhappy with in terms of how they'd received rehab. And we were lucky like that, especially yeah, you completely. being a big, big lad yeah, yeah, and not yeah. afraid. And I, I'm not I'm not afraid either to... You sure? Seemed it. Yeah, yeah. I was afraid. <laughs> it, the person looked frail. But um, yeah, so there is a strength and there is a positive in being a big burly dude doing this. Because we can do well, well at least now, yeah. or, and for a couple of years more, maybe just one for you. And a <laughs> when 20, we're 50 and we yeah, put our weeks. backs out 75 times, you know. Yeah. All the stuff that we talk know. about, we should not be able to do. Yeah. I, I think it comes with it. It's a double-edged sword, isn't it? You know, I, we can support people to, to move and handle and We can give, you know, I'm six foot two and X amount of stones or kilos, an undisclosed amount. Um, but I don't survive on salad. And that gives confidence to this person. They like yeah. working with me because it gives confidence to them yeah. that, you know, I, they won't fall. And I think my, my stock, stock first them is I hate paperwork. I care about you as well, but my pa hatred of paperwork comes first. Yeah. Therefore, you won't fall. So my hatred of paperwork actually protects the second point <laughs> that you're more worried about. Yeah. means that you won't fall because I don't like paperwork. That's what I used to say to my uh, earlier patient. But, you know, because I had a f another physio run uh, his yeah. clinic parallel to mine. And they would ask me what, what happens if I fall and my generic response was well I'll shut down lights and leave and tell everybody you saw him last <laughs> but but there is a, a a strength in being strong yeah yeah and, no, I think so. afraid, yeah I think so but you know I think that that's a double-edged sword isn't it because you know we can be easily tarnished with the brush of the you know the male physio who lifts some weights some times and therefore yeah. you know is a bit of a almost a meathead you know yeah. maybe people might presume and disregard the patient care aspect to think that there's not as much work goes in there when actually there's just as much if not more yeah. um yeah sometimes it's you know it's not always easy being the big guy um but for this person it really was and i can understand therapists it's, it's tricky because you, you you listen to patients' experience and they're they're upset with the, you know, the the care that they received, but you can understand 
yeah. the therapist point of view from a manual handling perspective of why they were reticent or, you know, yeah. didn't, you know, didn't engage with the support that we're able to provide as, you know, potentially somebody who's willing to take on a little bit more physical, physical. Risk. Yeah. And uh, what's the patient, uh, the, um, uh, patient family was having a point about there's too scared to be sued hmm. to do anything that might compromise their situation. Yeah. yeah. And, and that made them too scared to take chances. And, and his point was that in this case, you have, have to take chances to be able to progress yeah. because we need the load to go up into a level that's yeah, not necessarily safe all the time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'd like to think safe, but you know, is is maybe beyond. And again, it's one of the benefits of working as a private practitioner. I'm able to, you know, judge my level of risk personally, and accept what I'm willing to accept. You know, we do risk assess things, obviously. Yeah. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm I know my own limits and understand how much I'm I'm willing to accept. And there, there is there are times when I'm like, no, that's that's too much. Yeah. But I and I know also you know I have worked in the NHS. I worked in the NHS for probably three years um, across my career. So I understand what it's like to work in a system and not necessarily to be the one in charge of you know what you know who says what and what goes. So it's tricky. It's tricky. It's it's kind of the, the physio answer of everything. Of always, it depends, isn't it? Yeah. It depends, and it's tricky. Depends, and it's tricky. Yeah. Sums it all up, I guess. I think so. I think yeah. it's probably a good place for us to finish. You think? Unless there's anything else you wanted to add. Well, saved any belters for the end? No, I haven't. No, it's me been a good, It's been me a good either. day. Yeah. Yeah, no, I've it's enjoyed been, it. Yeah. I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it. Uh, quite a few people were sort of you know, saying, is he coming back? Yeah, um, all of them, in fact. Kind of with fear in their voice, to be honest. No. Is he coming back? The first one asked, can I get him instead <laughs> of you next week? <laughs> and the second one said... Can you take over? Yeah. 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 And yeah. I asked them, how long have you been working with Alistair? And yeah. the person said, two years. Yeah. And I said, how did you cope? <laughs> and um, the person answered, I've tried to kill him every time. <laughs> and so far, I haven't succeeded. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, still yeah. alive, baby. Still alive. Still alive. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's been, it's been good fun. It's been good fun to have you know, somebody who I consider, you know, a social media little brother, but also a mate. Yeah. Um, you know, meet up and hopefully this weekend we can continue that sort of, you know, frivolity and, and you know, enjoy spending time together. Yeah. And I think that's a good point as well to be uh, like, uh, to be psychologically secure and you're not afraid to fuck up in front of me and I'm not afraid to fuck up in front of you. Oh, and, I noticed that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we're not afraid to no. have an idea yeah. and to discuss it. You know the uh, the ceiling is much higher. Yeah, and 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 I think that that is important for a lot of people and a lot of people and a lot of therapists. Therapists don't have that. Yeah, that level of that they can expand their view, ask questions, and not be frowned down upon or or, or made a laughing stock of. Yeah, and uh, well, we both in our yeah, stage in our careers that we're over that. Yeah, okay, and yeah. We, we, yeah, we feel we feel secure in what we know. Yep. 
uh, and even more secure in Hold everything. Down. Yeah, <laughs> and um, but having having that security, that mentally, that psychological security and confidence. Yep. In being able to yeah fuck up and do bad things or ask questions yeah. or say you don't know is quite yeah important. I think it's quite liberating, and I think you know I've always yeah. said that I think the therapist who says I don't know is far less dangerous than the therapist who pretends that they do. Mm. And you know I've I've been the person you know particularly in, in the later part of my career to date have been the person who says look I don't know but I can find out. Yeah, and I think that builds com- confidence in the people that you work with. It's it's genuine. Um, yeah. So yeah, and I think you know, this is a reason that I think there's a place for things like the Friday Physio Confessional podcast and, and the tweets that you've put out. You've done a really good job with those. No, oh, thank and you. And I think hence why you know some people may have liked one or two of your tweets. Um, yeah, you're just big now because you're like 20 people in front of me and following <laughs> counts on Twitter. <laughs> we'll check afterwards. We'll check. Yeah. Not, not that it's a competition. Hashtag not bothered. Yeah, but it's it hashtag on but it is. That's pretty bad. Yeah, no, it's been yeah. in front of you for. Well, yes. <laughs> I can't help it if you want to put out educational content. And every now and, and again. Stuff like that. It's only you want to promote, uh, speaking of educational pro, uh, content, you want to promote your some of your courses? Do you know what? So I was saying this to you today, actually. Yeah. That I, I, I planned when I went self-employed and painted that circle on the wall um, that I would do, you know, a good amount of educational courses and content and you know, balance that with clinical work. And unfortunately, the clinical work has almost taken off and, and overtaken that. Um, so right now, I don't have anything to promote <laughs> clinical-wise. Um, but I do have a merch store, which Martin is very nicely rocking, the LD Physio merch store. Yeah. Um, on the com slash shop. And on there is a website for people who would like some more um, clinical information about supporting people with learning or intellectual disabilities. Um, that's, that's beautiful. It is beautiful. <laughs> um, yeah. so yeah, thank you very much for those who've been around. Some of you stuck around the entire time. Some of you popped in and out. Some of you have commented apologies. If we didn't get around to your question, but as you might have noticed, we struggled to get to some yeah. questions on Instagram and that's due to our fallibility and technical knowledge being middle-aged millennials trying to operate technology. You're middle-aged. I'm still, I'm still good. Yeah. Whatever, whatever. Right, I'm yeah. gonna stop the, the chewing noises. We'll see if you all catch you all soon and we'll head to the um, head to the bar. Peace. Fuck off. <laughs>